Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for joining us in the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. We're grateful that you've taken the time to listen and join us. Uh, this is the beginning of 2023, so the first week of January. Uh, yeah, happy yeah, new happy year. Happy new year. How about that? Uh, we made it through the holidays. <laughs> uh, Lisa and I took some time off uh, from recording over the last month or so, so that was nice. And we're returning, and one of the things that we wanted to highlight as we begin this year is uh, some of you are aware of this, but we offer what's called the Marriage Story Intensive. And we have three of those scheduled this year, uh, March 10th and 12th, uh, July 14th through 16th, and September 29th through October 1st. So three days of intensive, uh, what we call story work, where Lisa and I and uh, Dan and Becky Allender joined together in a large group teaching with six to eight couples, and then we split up into two groups, and we do some small group work uh, throughout the three days. And uh, our March one is full, but our July and September one is available. So check it out online if you'd like some more information, the reconnectinstitute.com. Yeah, I would I would say it's kind of a deep dive. It is. If you are familiar with story work, or maybe you aren't, but it's a time to just really dive in. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's some themes in your relationship that are just keep coming up over and over again, and, and you just need just a solid block of time mm-hmm. to really focus on that and then partner with other couples. And it sounds a little, I don't know, it sounds a little scary to be with other couples, but it was actually really beautiful. And yeah, we did our last, our first one this last September. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I think what you said is so helpful is, is when we're working together with other couples, I think it reminds us that we're not alone Mm -hmm. in the journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, everybody there is really focused on trying to, understand their story better and right. really understand how it's interacting between their, mm-hmm. their marriage. And so, um, it, you know, if you have some fear about that or trepidation, I think I just want to assure, like, it was a beautiful time. And I think everybody agreed that, that it was just, um, really helpful. Yeah. And I think one of the themes that we have spent throughout a couple of years of doing the podcast is talking about how our past story, meaning our family of origin story intersects with our present story, our marriage story, uh, the way in which we're living together in our marriage. Uh, and that's, that's part of our focus is paying attention to the, the past story, the way it impacts the way we live relationally in our marriage. We pay attention to topics and themes along the lines of conflict and contempt and shame uh, and, and trauma, the way in which we can be aware of how the, the parts of our own story that are connected to trauma, the way they play themselves out and, and how we can care well and be kind to that part of our story, both for ourselves and, and with our spouse. So mm-hmm. check it out if you'd like some more information on it. We thought uh, we'd begin this year talking about a very common theme uh, that is true, I think for Lisa and I, but also for couples therapeutically uh, that I've noticed more and more recently. And it's along the lines of what we've titled I want to, but I don't know how to. And and often what we mean by that and what comes up often in, in our marriage, but also with with couples that might be struggling or having some difficulty is for many men and women, there's, there's an awareness that sometimes I can't be what my spouse needs me to be, or I, 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 don't, I don't know how to say what needs to be said, or I don't know how to relate 
uh, to, to him or her in a way that is helpful or what, what she or he needs. And, and I think often what gets missed, uh, especially for couples that are struggling in a particular way of relating uh, with one another, is that often there is a desire to be what the other needs, but often that gets overlooked, meaning there's a desire to care well, there's a desire to love well, there's a desire to respond well. But sometimes in, in the, uh, the not knowing how to be or what to say or what to do, there can sometimes be this message that is sent uh, or it comes across as uh, it's not important or he or she doesn't matter because the relational response uh, often is one of avoidance uh, or a withdrawal or silence. And so we thought we'd spend some time talking about the way in which it manifests itself for us uh, with the hope that uh, for some of you listening, you could be aware of the way in which the pattern of avoidance, uh, dismissive response, uh, a withdrawal is often connected to a sense of futility, meaning I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to respond, so I just don't. Right. And I think um, it also comes across as maybe what you're feeling is not okay or, right. or um, you know, it just it seems like almost like a judgment mm-hmm. where, I, you know, I'm not saying anything back. And so it, it kind of brings this sense of shame for whoever's either partner that's maybe having some feelings or um, trying to deal with something or work through something. Mm-hmm. And it may be minimizing or, um, you know, kind of shunning or shaming um, and just really feel like because you don't get it, because you're not interacting with me, um, I just feel like something's wrong with me or uh, because you don't know what to say back to me or or what I don't know what to say back to you. It kind of communicates that judgment. And I think we can get really stuck in that and... um, Maybe because we're feeling anxious, maybe because mm-hmm. we're feeling traumatized, maybe there's so many things that we might be feeling, and then so many couples get stuck, and we both end up feeling shame. We both end up feeling judged, you know, and it's such a common pattern. Right. Yeah, I think I think we really want to validate and, and normalize the struggle of not knowing what to say with one another sometimes, mm-hmm. or not knowing what to do sometimes, or not knowing how to be what the other needs sometimes. That That's so common. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we we lose sight of that. We lose sight of uh, that it's just us or that, that I should know by now. You know, Lisa and I have been married three and a half decades and there's still still at times, I don't know what Lisa needs. I don't know what to say She and vice versa. She she doesn't, you don't know what to say or how to respond or um, r- relate to me in a way that's helpful. I just really p- pause on that for, for each of us listening that, that that's, a, that's common. <laughs> yeah, and a, it's really easy to slip into, you know, everybody else must be getting yeah, it right, right, you know, because when you're when you're out and about with people or friends or family and and people seem to be getting along, you think, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they really know how to relate, they know how yeah. to connect, and yeah. and we don't get to see sometimes what's going on, really, mm-hmm. and so it can be intimidating. What's wrong with us? And we can get so wrapped up in that. Right. Um, so let's really validate and normalize the, the struggle, the struggle of not knowing sometimes. Right. Uh, and, and because of the not knowing, sometimes that is part of what creates a disconnect, uh, that I ought to know by now what's wrong with me or how come she or, or he still needs that? Or 
there's there's somehow a way that we cope with our own futility that can send the message to the other that there's something wrong with you and what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's an example. Lisa and I, as some of you know, we, we like to go to this lake uh, that's close to our house. Uh, we enjoy the drive and we enjoy the lake. And sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't. And we've said that in previous podcasts as well. <laughs> it tends to be our place of connection and maybe a place sometimes that we struggle and so we were driving in the car, and and I think you were you were having a difficult week, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a difficult conversation. Uh, I felt, uh, let's see, what did I feel like? Um, I think I felt like, okay, can we can we just pause? Like, can we just go play? Because uh, we'd we, already have had a couple of days where you were helping, kind of listening to me, and sometimes after. Christmas, I get sort of this blues when everybody goes yeah, away, which is really common for people, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I just yeah. I feel like oh, it's over, everybody's gone, and mm-hmm. I kind of get in this funk. And so I was talking through it, and then I was talking through it the next day, and then maybe it was like the third day. I was just still not, you know. Yeah, I even called it wobbly. That's my new word, wobbly, wobbly. that Steve mm-hmm. hadn't heard yet. So, um, yeah, and so I'm just trying to get some clarity, and I I realized, you know, I. We're going on this walk and I'm not feeling hundred percent and I can sense Steve's like this I really want to have a fun walk you know but, but I, I want to add to that 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 part of the struggle in being able to respond well was I wasn't aware of what you needed or I didn't know what you needed I I felt like I had tapped out all my resources mm-hmm. um, and so there was I, I would say maybe a defensive response like really like can we do I have to talk about this again and and again, that that's keep wanting to use the word common or familiar for so many couples is is sometimes we get tapped out. Sometimes we're not sure what else to do or what else to say or how what else can be helpful. And and that's a that's that's so important for us to be aware of that sometimes we get to this place of not knowing, and it's okay to not know. In a way, we want to be kind and bless not knowing uh, because that's where we need the input of the other. Meaning that when you and I, when we aren't sure what the other needs when, and I was just having this conversation today with a couple I was working with when we're not aware of what is helpful or could be helpful or what the other needs. One of the most helpful responses, if not the most helpful response in moments like that for us is, could we have the courage and the intentionality to actually ask and invite the other into what it is that they might need or what might be helpful? Sounds something like this. I'm not sure what to say to you, Lisa. Uh, I'm not sure what you need. Uh, I wonder if you could help me understand what would be helpful or what it is that you do need. When you hear that, what happens? I think it's an, it's an invitational kind yeah. of opening yeah. stance. Um, yeah, so it feels it feels open. You yeah. know, I don't always, I'm not always going to know what to say. For sure. And I think what we want to highlight is it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't have to be. Th- it doesn't have to have an answer. No, it doesn't. And you and we don't even have to resolve this or figure out the right. answer, which I don't think we did. It's more of I'm in an open stance toward mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. When so often I think when Rather we feel than frustrated, a closed stance. right? I yes. think we feel rigid. I think we feel yeah. anxious. We feel, dang it, I didn't. This I tried this yesterday. It didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. like we're here we are again, and and I get frustrated because I don't know what to do. But what I, I mean, what we're both realizing is, you know, sometimes these discussions or these feelings or whatever we're going through isn't a 24-hour resolve. It's like, it's not a week resolve. Maybe it's maybe a month, you know, so sometimes things go longer than we want them to. And instead of be, 
shut down because of that, but like find ways to have an open stance toward it. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a, an invitational. Yeah. I, I love the word invitation because I think that's what it is. It's meant to be an invitation and the freedom to not know is so important too. When we're asked or invited, it's okay to not know as well. It's okay. I'm not sure what would be helpful. Uh, I'm not sure what I need. But there's something in the soothing nature of being invited into that process or into that question, into that wondering. Uh, here's the bind, though, is that often we struggle in asking or wondering out loud, I, I'm not sure what you need or I'm not sure what would be helpful. Because to actually acknowledge that admits it, it, it in a way it's admitting I don't know. And for many of us, to not know is is very difficult to acknowledge. Many of us have a story plural, where it wasn't okay to know. Uh, it wasn't okay to be imperfect. It wasn't okay to not have something figured out. And so when we are, when we're face to face with a, uh, a struggle, an issue, a problem, and we don't know what to do for many of us, that, that is very difficult to stay present to because that's what shame can, that's where shame can kick in. What's wrong with you that you don't know? Uh, gosh, I can't figure this out. Why, is, why do we keep struggling with this? Or what's wrong with me? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, how to say the right thing or do the right thing. So again, it's it's again our story. Mm-hmm. So there's two things going on, right? We're we're having our our right now real lifetime right. frustration, but right. then this kind of this voice from the past, mm-hmm. this inkling that we get, this sensation that it's not like, okay yeah, to not know. Yeah, yeah. and I oh, I've been here before, and what's wrong with me? And then we just kind of take that path, Mm -hmm. and we start going down this path where uh, now I'm all consumed with my own inadequacy and shame, which causes not a very invitational response often. Mm -hmm. Because, again, we're kind of more preoccupied with our response. And so just to realize that that's happening, I think is huge. It's just that awareness again. Yeah, to recognize and like you said, to be willing to acknowledge it, but also for many of you listening, pay attention to that just for a moment. What happens when you don't know for you? What do you notice in your body? What, what's a, the, the physiological response to your spouse or partner when you don't know what you believe you ought to know or you haven't quite figured out yet? That, that, that's where sometimes a defensive response, that's what it's rooted in, is the sense of futility. God, here we are again. So the struggle of not knowing sometimes can manifest itself in a way that implies I don't care about what the other does need. And so that's an important part of paying attention to how your own story plays a part in that, of of what would happen for you when you didn't know. What's okay in not knowing? What's not okay in not knowing? What would happen relationally? And I think for many of us, that's part of the struggle is, especially for me, it wasn't okay to not know. Like you had to have it figured out. Um, you ought to know the answer by now. Uh, what's wrong with you? You still struggle in this area? How dare you? Like that's that's often for many of us the script or the internal belief that we have in those moments. So mm-hmm. the hope and or invitation is to return to those two prompts of, of what happens for me when I don't know. Uh, but when I don't know, will I have the courage to actually acknowledge that? And it sounds again something like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what you need, um, but I want to respond to you in a way that's helpful. That, that if, if we could say how much money that's worth, I don't know if there's enough money to say what it's worth. <laughs> Just that phrase. When, when we acknowledge that we don't know in the presence of the one that we said I do to in whatever way we said I do to, that takes a tremendous amount of courage. Mm-hmm. That's a really vulnerable offering. 
I don't know what to do, but I want to. I want to be able to respond. They go hand in hand. It's not just, I don't know what to do, and walk away and somehow communicate that what it is the other needs is off limits or too much or there's something wrong with them. So I think those that sentence, that phrase, that and, reflection goes hand in hand. It goes together. Right. And that might have happened. You know, like that might happen one day where y- you lose it and you just say, I don't know. And I don't know what to of, do. And you storm off. Yeah. But what we're saying is maybe, and I think this is what we're working on, is maybe we come back to it. Maybe it's later that day. Maybe yeah. it's the next day and say, okay, that didn't go very well. And I, you know, maybe I'm getting triggered by my early story not of mm-hmm. not knowing. Maybe I feel like, for me, I often feel like I'm going to lose relationship. Mm-hmm. You're going to shut me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get in trouble. And so maybe we share a little bit about that and say, but you know, I really do want to know how to support you. I really want to know what you need. And I think um, the result can be, I mean, I think we found it's, it's, it's a little bit, once we kind of get past that story, once we get past, maybe we, it didn't go well and we're trying it again. Sometimes then it's easier to figure out what you might need. You know, like I think I was able to say, you know, can you be clear about when you're busy? I think because it kind of crossed over, you know, there's no simple, right? there's no simple issue, right? I'm having a bad day. And then there, I think it was initial with Steve's new favorite sport is pickleball. Oh, he yeah. was playing a lot of pickleball. And I was kind of <laughs> like, can you just tell me like how much you might be playing in a week? Just so I kind right. of know. And so right. it was easy. It would be easy to get hot and bothered about mm. schedules and all that at that point. But it was, I was able to say, you know, if we just have some c- good communication about that, mm-hmm. um, that would be helpful to me. Yeah, And I think you were actually able to say what you needed from me and it took us a while to get to the place of wondering right, for me it just to wonder doesn't always with you, like what that. is it that you need or what would be helpful? Right. And and I wonder for many of us, what's the caution to actually ask that, to name that out loud, to wonder out loud? I wonder what you need. I wonder what would be helpful. It's sometimes we don't know. The other doesn't know. And really want to emphasize again, that's okay to not know. Um, but what happens in the invitation in that of wondering is it it is it comes across as invitation. And that's that is the very foundational element of what emotional intimacy is built on, both invitation and curiosity. Curiosity is a form of invitation. Invitation is a form of curiosity. That somehow to be aware of what is it that's helpful or what would be helpful, I wonder. Do you hear the two words, I wonder? Those are those are profound in the way they have impact. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes we might feel frustrated when we get asked that question because yeah. we might say, I already told you. I already told you. You should know I, by now. Yeah, you should know. I, I told you three days in a row, and why are you still asking me? You know. And so it's also grace and receiving, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of a dance that we we kind of learn to do together. You know that we're not. Well, you should know by now, but just maybe that openness that mm-hmm. comes from. But I really think the key is to realize that impact that's yeah. creeping in from right. our stories right. because that hijacks everything. It does. And if we if we cannot identify that if we don't pay attention to that mm-hmm. then it just really hijacks everything mm-hmm. and and what what sounds like a simple conversation gets so convoluted and so complex so quickly then we go down this rabbit trail so i think that's really the key as mm-hmm. we so often talk about that when we're aware oh this is going to impact me in a certain way but i'm going to just notice it and mm-hmm. i'm going to try to hold it over here where i while i'm trying to respond in my my now mm-hmm. And so just practicing being aware of that um, 
can be so helpful. Right. So a couple of things as we come to an end uh, is the the first part about what happens for each of you, uh, each of us when uh, we're not able to be uh, what the other needs or we don't know what to do. What's connected into your own story in that? How do you tend to respond relationally when you don't know? Uh, and then what keeps you from wondering with your spouse or partner out loud? I wonder what would be helpful or I wonder what what, what you might need. Uh, and then the third part, I think, is really highlighting the courage it takes to actually acknowledge in the presence of our spouse or partner uh, that we don't know, uh, but to remind the other that we want to know. Uh, I don't know what you need, but I want to. I don't know what to say, but I want to say. Uh, so it's to acknowledge both, uh, to speak into both, to name both, as part of the, the connective tissue and emotional intimacy I think that we each long for. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. Reconnect Marriage.